Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of yet to be decided. I've got to decide this week because Supercoach opens and what a week we have planned for you with the Supercoach Experience headquarters. This week is going to be full of content. So today, we've got the team revealed. Tomorrow, we've got the second row mid-rangers chat, which is going to be a massive one. Wednesday, we have our Anna Roll show on the burst. Thursday, we have the second row forward questions. And then Friday, um, we have a little different type of thing. So I did a feature on a BKR Sport YouTube, which comes out tomorrow on his YouTube, but it will be uploaded audio-wise on the Supercoach Experience platform on Friday. It was a massive one. It was a two-hour podcast just talking about the 5-8s of the competition. So i uh, really excited to get that one out and see how that goes. Uh, but this week is jam-packed full of content for you guys and what a week to do it because Supercoach is opening. Yes, Supercoach is opening this week. So I thought my team since the first team reveal has changed significantly. There's been a lot of changes and I don't want to be that guy that constantly updates team reveals because I know you guys don't actually give a shit about my team personally. But for some reason on YouTube and even the listening platforms, the the team reveals just do very, very good. So I thought I'd do a 2.0 and there'll be one before the season is, uh, before the season starts. And then, yeah, so there's a midpoint one, which is this one. There was one earlier one. And then, uh, just before the season starts. So I think this is just for you guys who haven't built a team yet. It's, to get a rough guide of what other people are doing and how you want to be different to them. Uh, You might want to have a similar structure to the way they do things, or you might not. You might listen to what I say and absolutely hate it. So um, honestly, I'm not 100% happy with my side and I'll, I'll I'll talk through it and I'll talk exactly why I don't love it. So in my hooker, Reese Robson at 560,000. Yes, my first team reveal, I had to hire Grant and me and Jake spoke through it and we think that Reese Robson can have a similar output to Harry Grant early on in the season. I think Reese Robson can at least average 63 to 65. Uh, that's at his lowest, in my opinion. I think there's a world where he could come out and average 70 in the first 10 weeks. And whilst Harry Grant has a buy early on, so I think at least until that buy, I'll have Reese Robson and then I'll reassess then with how Harry Grant is going. Harry Grant does have a pretty tough draw early on. So I'm pretty okay with starting without Harry. And I really like Reese Robson as an option. Blake Braley, oh, sorry. Jaden Braley is my backup hooker. I don't think I have to explain that. He was my hooker from the start. Uh, Brad Arthur came out yesterday and pretty much said that he only wants to play one hooker in his rotation. So Joey Lusick or Brendan Hands are going to be solid options, but I don't know if they've got enough in their super coach game to really make bulk cash, whereas Jaden Braley really does. And if he comes and he is injury-free, I think that's going to be only good for Braley owners. In my front row, my front row has changed significantly, and this is what I kind of feel uneasy about. I really don't know whether... I should stick with this or whether I should just get in a pain house or whatnot, but I'll talk you through it. So I've got Tom Flegler at 475,000. He has a buy in round three, and we did speak about that, me and Timmy, about how Flegler is pretty much 
eight, nine points undervalued, plus add on the added weight of being the dominant forward in the Dolphins side. I really like Flegler. I think you can have Flegler as your first guy, but it's very interesting because we talked about it, me and Timmy, and I, I still feel uneasy about having this pack. I've got Terrell May there at 430000 He ended the season last year with a forward pack. The rotation was as bad it was going to be for him, and he was still getting 55 minutes and scoring 56 points. So someone like Terrell May, I, I really like, but with the addition of Spencer Linu, there's a bit of unknown there, which scares me off a little, but I think his super coach game is really friendly, and that's why I like Terrell May, and I think there's a lot of value there, considering he's based at a 44 average. Harm Sele is on my bench for my front row. He is 425,000. He is someone I can slot straight in there when Tom Flegler is on the buy in round three. And I I absolutely love this. And I'm, I'm so confident with starting with Sele. It's just whether I ha- don't have Haas and run a guy like May, because May, there's no certainty for May either. So I think that's the only thing I'm really uneasy about. But I'm really happy to have Sele in there. I'm really excited for Sele. I think he's my number one um, smoky undervalued pick that is going to start the season that I think a lot of people are going to jump on in round three. Sam Hughes is my uh, cheapy front rower. Uh, I actually heard a podcast with Jacob Carraz with the Cast Patrol boys this morning. And if you haven't heard that, go across there. And the reason I had Sam Hughes was because Phil Gould pretty much touted Sam Hughes as the guy who's going to be this year's Jacob Preston. Jacob Carraz pretty much backed that up. He pretty much said, Sam Hughes is the fittest bloke in the club. He's doing absolutely everything and he's 100% going to get in the 17. And I just love that. So Sam Hughes is in my side and I couldn't be more confident about it. I think when you hear the things from Phil Gould saying, you know, he's the one training the house down, you always love hearing them reports, but you don't actually believe them until you hear a couple of other people say the same thing. So, yeah, Sam Hughes, I think he's got to be locked into everyone's side as a cheapie for that bench spot. Cameron Murray, 630-odd thousand. He is my gun second roll that I'm starting with. So in the second roll podcast that me and Timmy did the other day, we pretty much said that we want someone who is a gun at that price just in case Fafita goes off early and you feel like you need to get Fafita in at some point. At least he is a guy that you can go to Fafita to do that. Personally, I'm pretty happy holding Murray till at least round 13 and then seeing what happens. I think Murray can average 75 for the first 10 weeks, the first 13 weeks. Um, he ended the season last year, absolute gun. The middle part of the period, he, he slowed down. He was averaging 45-odd, but I think... I'm really excited for the uh, for the Rabbitohs this year. I think they're in for a big season, big bounce back season. Talis Duncan, three hundred twenty one thousand. He is so Talis Duncan and Harm Sele are two guys I'm really excited with, and they're going to be in my starting seventeen week one. Uh, my team name, hot tip, it could be. I'm heavily considering the Dallas Tunkins. I don't know if that's cringe or whatever, but I really like that name and I'm really leaning towards that. So so kind of like, um, what's the word? I can kind of claim Talis Duncan before he has a massive season because I'm so confident that he has a breakout season. I, I feel like last year we saw glimpses. 
We know what Talis Duncan is capable of. We saw him make that break in that game, which pretty much set the Rabbitohs up for a nice win. But, yeah, Talis Duncan, very excited. Sean Lane, 445,000. Injury affected last year. I think a lot of people are thinking he's a slam dunk. I don't necessarily think he is a slam dunk. I think there's so many mid-range options. I don't think he is the number one option. I personally think... Sue Wong and Josh Curran are better options than him, but I think with him, we just know what his role is going to be. That's an 80-minute left edge. So I think based on that, he's the number one option based on security, job security. Sue Wong, he's on my bench, 460000 Whoever lands that right edge spot for the Roosters, and uh, I've gone with the most expensive guy just because if it goes with anyone else uh, – we can shift down and gain some cash from that. Josh Curran, 421000 He is also on my bench. Should start at lock. Should get some decent minutes. We don't know how many minutes, but um, he's going to be a nice little option there at second row. I've gone with Palacia as my last bench spot. So main reason being, he's got that jewel for the front row. So I can shift him up to the front row if I need to. But 365000 I know a lot of people are filling that spot with someone like Pierre Cura, Etc. Etc. You know, there's a lot of mid-range options there. Bo Firma. Um, we'll talk about that tomorrow because I have a lot of things to say about Bo Firma. But Palacia, I feel like a lot of these guys, you can't have three guns sitting on your bench. It's going to be so tricky to choose who to play every week. I think going a cheaper option like Palacia allows me to go more expensive elsewhere, and I really like that option just because it. I don't want the headache of knowing, uh, just thinking, oh, am I going to go Curran this weekend? Am I going to play Lane? Am I going to play Piakura? I think with all these guys, they're all going to make money and Palacia at the cheaper price, similar role, oh, not a similar role. He's not playing on the edge. He sh- might play starting front row or may come off the pen- bench just depending, but um, he should get good minutes in that Titans pack, and I'm really excited for Palacia. We talked about him the other day. When he gets the minutes, he, he's really undervalued for what he's going to provide for the Titans, um, and I think just saving that bit of extra cap just really helps. My halves, uh, Nico Hines, locked in, locked and loaded, 970000 Probably captain round one, to be honest. Uh, he is playing... I think he's playing the, D- the Dolphins, maybe. No, he's playing the Warriors in round one. Uh, Braden Trindle is my backup halfback. So I've just got him there just because of the price, 439000 I am just leaving him there and then just potentially downgrading. To- the tricky thing is the Tigers don't play week one. So we don't know whether to go Jaden Sullivan or Aiden Caesar in that halfback position. So what do we do? Um... I think you get someone like Braden Trindle who you are confident he can actually score points. And he's someone who not only is a cheap option at that price and could be value, he's someone that we know is value because he was coming off the bench for a long time and he's got that in him. And hopefully with a preseason with Hines under his belt, they gel well together so you can lock them in together. Dylan Brown is my 5'8". Uh, I think a lot of people are starting with him and for good reason. Bounce back factor. Uh, Jaden Campbell, very happy to start with him. Does have the buy in round two, which has kind of scared me off a little bit, but play St. George round one. I think St. George will be good, but I just like that for the round one matchup. I really like it. My center wing, uh, 
Taylor May, Bronson Cherry, Xavier Savage, Tommy Talao. I'm going quite mid-rangey there. Um, Xavier Savage is just there. I don't know if he's going to lock down spot, but he's just there for now. We'll see how we go with that. Uh, Tommy Talao potentially locks down a, a centre position. It was confirmed the other day that Garrick will play in the centres, so there's only one centre position that's that's left available, and that goes to Cooler. So um, it's going to be a bit awkward to see how that plays out. So uh, at most, he's probably a placeholder, to be honest. Um, Jack Bostock confirmed to start on the left wing, 314,000. I think he's going to be a cheapie that a lot of people are going to start with. Chevy Stewart and Harley Smith-Shields are in my side. They are both placeholders. That being said, I've got 150K in the bank to upgrade these guys. So don't take that with a grain of salt because with my center wings, I have no idea which way I'm going because I'm really trying not to look in the draw, but I think the draw is something I'm going to have to look at a little bit. Um, I really like Kyle Laybutt if if he gets named for the Cowboys. Fullbacks, Latrell. Latrell, Latrell. Latrell is... He's lost 10 kilos, apparently, and that really excites me. I think I'm doubling down on him. Latrell is going to get the Daily M medal this season. i got no doubt about it. My backup fullback, this is going to shock a lot of people. I, I'm a real big how are they going in the offseason kind of guy. We've seen in previous seasons the World Cup leading into last season really affected a lot of players. Really affected this player that I, that I've got in my side, James Tedesco, seven hundred seven thousand. You wouldn't. He's so far down on the list for a lot of super coaches, and price wise, it allows me to save that much cash and also have a backup gun fullback. In the past, Roosters have started slow, and I think after last year, they really needed to address that issue. I think they will still go with similar strategies, but I think starting fast and banking wins early is going to be more of an emphasis for them this year. Um, and Teddy, geez, he's looking fit. Like he, I know he played for Australia at the back end of last year, but last year was not a good year for the Roosters, the Blues, um, Australia even. He lost everything that he could have played. And... He is just such a champion. I've seen him training with Roger Fabry. He's working on his sprinting. Everyone thinks Teddy's getting older. He's trying to become faster, and he's doing that extra training. Someone who's old, their body can't deal with this much training. So what I like is he's got initiative. He's going out there and fixing the problem, and let's hope that Bruce's player style of footy that is going to be favourable for James Tedesco. We all know James Tedesco is the centre point of their attack. Sam Walker, Luke Keary, I think since the years of Cooper Cronk gone, they've really got to shift to the style of not needing to rely on their halfback. They've got gun outside backs and Teddy is the guy that should link them. And he did not do that last year and he still averaged around that 70 mark. So... I'm very excited for James Tedesco with that gun outside back line. Him feeding them. Um, yeah, their draws are a bit tricky early on, but he's the type of guy who the draw doesn't really matter against. Yes, he does favor the smaller guys with them big hundreds, but um, yeah, I'm really excited for James Tedesco and I really hope he starts well. And by all means, he's not locked into my side. 
he's not locked into my side. There's still a lot of water to go into the bridge until round one. Round zero, he plays. Um, I did have Tommy in there for a bit, but I just didn't like the awkwardness of the um, the Rabbitohs playing Manly in round one, which it was really awkward. Since I've got Latrell at fullback, I think Latrell is the type of fullback that it doesn't matter what the matchup is, and I'm quite excited for the Manly matchup. Even though I think Manly going to do well, Tommy, that's completely different. Um, pretty awkward first four rounds with Brisbane, the Roosters, and the Rabbitohs. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see how this all pans out. But that is my team reveal 2.0. As I said, I'm not going to be spamming you with my team because I know you don't give a shit. But for some reason on YouTube, it just does the best. And how can how can I not want to capitalize on that? Um, so, yeah, cheers for tuning in. And we'll catch you tomorrow for the second row forward mid-range edition. Catch on Wednesday for our NRL show on the burst. Then we'll catch on Thursday for questions. And then Friday uh, is a re-upload of the BKR Sport 5.8's Tear Maker. So cheers for tuning in.